Hi, hello, this is Jules the Human here, and welcome to the Jules and Matt Anime Hour. I'm one of your hosts, Jules the Human, and every week we go out into the world and we lo- watch a little bit of anime, and then we come back here and discuss it. And this week we're going to be discussing The Promised Neverland, episode 5 through 8. We already talked about episode 1 through 4, so if you haven't seen that episode, go back and watch it on Spotify, watch it on YouTube, or anywhere you get podcasts and you can catch up. And uh, I'm not alone on this Promised Neverland journey. Somebody that has already seen the show multiple times that's going to be giving his takes with no spoilers. Matt Galley. Matt, how are you doing today? Uh, doing good. Excited to continue uh, our journey through the Promised Neverland for sure. Yeah. yeah, like right before we started, I was like, a lot happened, but not a lot happened. But like it just felt, it feels different. Um, in these four episodes, especially episode five, and I definitely want to get into it. But um, remember, if you would like to submit an anime, you could submit an anime with 500 bits here live on Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash/JulesTheHuman. We do these every uh, week live, and here are some of the suggestions that we've already gotten from some people. Some of them are mine. Some of them are Matt. Some of them are you, the community. So we have a bunch of them there that can be pulled out for next time. And I get to pull, I get to put one in now. I mm-hmm. still haven't decided on what I want to put in. So uh, an anime, I'm going to choose one that I haven't seen yet so that we can experience something together. I like that. I like when we're, we're blind on something and then it's just like, oh my God, here we go. Um, I'm blind on this one. I'm blind on the, the Promised Neverland. I, I was trying know. to keep it like one in one with like, I'll put one in that like I haven't seen and I'll sure. put one in that like I have seen. And yeah. then as soon as I put the one in that I have seen, like it got picked. It got pulled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's all good for sure. Probability and all that. <laughs> Cheats. Yeah. The way you uh, those two. <laughs> um, I've, I know nothing about the Promised Neverland. I know, um, that it had little, I don't know, had kids on the front. And I thought it was going to be a lot happier. Uh, <laughs> with a name like that, with Listen, a name like Promise Neverland. I've been on the, the hot seat a lot where last night I was playing a game of Mario Party. Just a 10 turn round and turn four, I had zero stars. Turn five, I had five stars. I'm not, or turn 10. Turn nine, zero stars. Turn 10, five stars. And everybody's looking at me like, what are you doing, Matt? And I'm just like, hey, I just am playing the game. I'm rolling dice. I don't know how this happens. I don't know how these things happen. All right. Sure. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, let's talk about me. the Promised Neverland episode five. Uh, we're going to talk about episode five, six, seven, and eight today. So if you haven't gone out and see them already, we're going to be talking about them, spoilers and all. So episode five, Matt, give us a brief rundown of what happens in episode five. So, uh, yeah, like you were saying, episode five is a little bit different. Probably the least I have written uh, for our summaries here. But in episode five, uh, Norman and Ray kind of discuss and go back and forth over the implications of him being the traitor, but not necessarily an enemy. Um, The things that he's been doing has been to gain favorable odds for their escape. Uh, we then see kind of Ray interacting with mom behind the scenes. The show starts to let us in on a little bit of that. And then uh, followed by that is Emma being let in on the uh, the fact of Ray being a traitor as well. And her giving somewhat of a little bit of a, an intimidation uh, strat afterward, after finding out where uh, 
she doesn't want him to use anybody else as a as a sacrifice to gain better odds essentially <clears throat> after that Don, Gilda, Norman, Ray, and Emma all discuss the possibility of there being a secret room in the house. Don immediately wanting to break into the room, but Ray discussing how the merit of it does not outweigh the risk of doing it. Gilda and Don going off on their own to attempt to break into the secret room anyways the show leaving us uh with a, a bit of a cliffhanger of the door being opened on don and gilda yeah um so they had the whole main plot about ray like they had to uh resolve that about ray being the traitor or being on mom's side this whole time and then they had this like subplot with don and gilda doing this whole snooping around business that does give us some insight in the end in the next episode i think but the big thing in this one was the back and forth of Ray explaining as much as he can, I guess, what he's done and what he's been doing for years. And we find out, I think I wrote it down, we found out later it's like six years or something. Mm -hmm. He's been doing this. He's been a spy for mom. What does that mean? What does that look like? That changes like the whole relationship you think of mm -hmm. um, them, Ray and mom, like in an instant. It's like, yeah i've been helping her well actually i've been helping her for six years like oh hold on yeah this, like this is a big deal and then he does this really cool scene <clears throat> that you got a screenshot of mm -hmm. uh, it's like it, it shows him menacing and like it, it makes you feel against ray at least for me it made me feel like oh I because at the because the the end product of this interaction is essentially ray showing all the cards that he's holding and the fact that, you know, yes, I can be your biggest ally, but I could also be your biggest enemy at this point. And now mm -hmm. I'm I'm telling you, you're going to lie to Emma about taking everybody with us. And that's kind of what the scene came down to at the end. And that's the worst. And yeah. I hate it. And then later on... I could be your angle. <laughs> yeah. You could be your angle or your devil. It's, it's so good. It's so it good. Because Ray is playing these games... Um, this game with Emma. And then later on when uh, Norman and Emma are just, I think it's in this episode, are discussing something. I forgot what it was. Emma was like, do we tell Ray? And Norman was like, no, we don't. So th there's still like, there's a lot. There's a lot going yeah. on. There's so many people. There's like, I love there's what a Game I, of Thrones for sure. Yes, yes. I love this Game of Thrones style gameplay where you have to think like, oh, this character knows this. This character doesn't know this. When when in, in Game of Thrones, it was a lot easier to perceive it because they were so far apart on the map. And like this thing was happening in this part of the map. This part was happening. But they're all in the same place. But it's like this person is keeping this from someone. These guys are over here. But then they have other connectivity here. They These two know something. But these two know. And, it's and like, then, oh, yes, so to, 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 to piggyback off of that, we see later in the episode that, you know, uh, Dawn and Gilda are like, they're they're not telling us the whole truth here. Like they're holding stuff out on exactly. us. And that's exactly. why we have to kind of go and just uh, check out the secret room on our own, because like we can't trust what they're saying. They're just we have this whole discussion and then they're just like sending us out like, you know. 
Yeah, and that's the crux of episode five and six, really, mm-hmm. is this whole, yeah, they're not telling us the whole truth, what's going on, and then it causes something else to happen. But um, yeah, Ray has set it up a certain way so that he knows how to break the transmitters in their in their ear yeah so they can break that he he knows how to break it knows how to break the tracking devices um and yeah ray has been helping mom this entire time it was great like i don't know it's just so odd what was he helping her do for that long because this is fairly new right like them trying to escape them finding out but did ray so ray knew about it before yeah, is prob- what I'm coming. Probably up. yes, that Ray knew That's what about the show what was kind actually of setting up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray actually knew what was Emma, happening. Emma makes the before she tries to intimidate him. She's like, "That must have been really difficult, just watching everybody get sent away time and time and time again." And you just mm-hmm. knew what was going on. And that's when she's like, "Let me ask you something." <laughs> mm-hmm. Figuring out how to break the transmitters. Did that get somebody sent away? Grabs his hand, squeezes super hard. You don't have to do that again because we're escaping with everybody. <laughs> but with everybody is always there. And it's like, okay. All right. All right. Well, that's whatever. her thing. We're leaving with everybody or nobody. Everybody or nobody. Yeah. Including Ray. We're taking him with us. We're taking everybody. We're taking the traitor. We're taking everybody. I, I want to trust Ray, but I really think, and I really believe given the choice well actually never mind i was about to say a thing i was about to, what i was about to say was given the choice if ray is put in the situation where he gets to leave and go scot free whatever or choose to help them and possibly not leave i was going to say that he would just leave but from past episodes he's like we don't even know if there's a good world out there this world kind of sucks this world's like we don't even know if there's humans out there whatever whatever so in episode 5 if I were to say they were to leave that day in episode five, I'd be like, I don't know what Ray would do. And I don't, I don't trust Ray at all, really, right now. I, th- I think Ray just is aware, like he he talks about, yeah, having to figure things out. And I think he knows that, you know, simple odds of likelihood of survival, if he's trying to do that on his own, like it's not going to work. He's going to need other people that he can be able to rely on as well but not everybody <laughs> but not everybody because he only needs the reliable people yeah not all the kids there was a ton of kids there's a lot a of, kid, of kids little kids shown in these four episodes i'm like oh my god there's a lot yeah. of little kids oh that's fuck. yeah i i forget how many it says but specifically but it's like 30 something kids and we see that these five are the oldest mm-hmm. yeah because everybody okay. else kind of gets you know that it's probably around like nine to ten that most commonly gets shipped unless they're like the top scores the top. that stay till age 12 mm-hmm. so they leave us on a little cliffhanger i like the last cliffhanger better but they're they're doing some cliffhanger. it's cool it's cool it had me keep wanting to watch um episode 6 31 10 45 what happens in episode 6 so in episode 6 um the core three Emma, Ray, and Norman begin to dive into a discovery revolving around an author that seems to be sending coded messages to the farm. However, on the side, Don and Gilda manage to get into Mom's secret room, and with all the with all of their findings, they are aware that the other three are definitely holding out the truth on them. 
Don and Gilda are uh, let in on the truth after confronting Emma, Ray, and Norman. Uh, and they uh, they like kind of reinstate, you know, do you want to escape with us with all of these facts on the table? Don and Gilda uh, still want to go through with the escape plan. Ray continues to try to keep mom distracted while the other four give a entire like recap of the plan to each other. Mm-hmm. Mom reveals to Ray while he's distracting her that he's to be shipped in January on his next birthday as the next shipment. Sister Crone was in earshot of the four discussing the plan the whole time, revealing herself and making an offer to the kids. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. We're discussing episode six. Matt gave a brief breakdown of episode six of The Promised Neverland. Um, William Minerva, which was interesting. Um, ah, and I really want to know what it is. I really want to know what's going on. Uh, I think this is probably the biggest, the biggest, um, what is it called when... When something's like stringing you along, I guess it, it's the biggest like before before this. What biggest plot thread? Yeah, sure, like biggest thread. Sure, uh, but thread not just for them, but for me as well. Like for them, it is hope. It symbolizes that there's something out there. There's some other humans out there that are trying to there send a message. Possibly be allies in the world. Yes, in this world that they probably thought. Um, was just full of monsters Mm -hmm. and but for me as well it's like the same thing well there's Mm -hmm. there might be somebody out there because we don't know we've only seen two shots we've seen what's inside the walls and of the demon meeting or whatever it is we've only seen two of that so we don't know at all what is out there and it's the biggest like me wanting to continue to figure it out because these book plates have Morse code in them in the in the circle that they said, um, and it, they they find out words like danger, uh, farm, things like that, things that are alluding to they know what they're talking about, mm-hmm. um, which is really interesting. I'm not going to ask you what you think. The, the... Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, but I'm it, so if, excited. Yeah. Um. It, it like up to this point in the show, it definitely the like the world building is very limited. And just giving these couple like, oh, there's somebody trying to send coded messages that creates a whole world of possibilities for the show to expand on. For, for sure. sure. Um, then we get to like the whole big, I guess, thing about this one was the whole secret room. And um, <laughs> we'll say that the secret room bit had big summer horror story vibes. I like yeah. how much... It, it went back into the POV and everything. Uh, yes. I like how much uncomfiness is in this anime so far it's just enough for me to get a little uncomfy but not enough to be like uh, put off by it where these two are are going in and finding the secret room and and all this stuff and seeing all the little toys from the past people that got shipped off and finding out that the other little room where she's where uh, isabella is doing her chatting with whoever they think it is but the whole like going down and 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 the close-up shots and and even like some of the jump scares and stuff like there's a at the end there's a jump scare with crone which got me but like (laughs) even like 
in the room when they're in the room it, it makes it very uneasy and i really like it yeah um, the uh it's very intense uh for everything that's going on in the like the secret room at least the reveals like the reactions that don and gilda are, are giving are like you know feel real and feel earned because like they they don't know the whole truth and this is like you know kind of similar to when emma and norman like were met with connie's fate but not as visceral but still intense like it still you know it still gets there and then um the reaction of like don in the next scene like how he's so confrontative and just kind of stoic over the fact that like you know you guys would hide this from us like we we thought you were relying on us but here we're you know we're being we're the dead weight you can't even trust us with the truth that was like, such that a that whole response i sure. felt was like real <laughs> yeah because that's not what i would go for but that's what the character went to like that's not because how he I cares about his his siblings too we saw like you know this whole time he's being led on with what they told it told told him so in his head he's like you know we're trying to go save our siblings but then it's like oh they're not even there to, for us to save like what's what's going on here like what's actually happening mm -hmm. just tell us <laughs> it's yeah it's definitely not how i would have reacted the first thing that i would have thought that but it's it's the way that don's been brought as a character like he's mm -hmm. the the strong guy the strong one that people rely on the, the little kids look up to him little kids give him all this attention and stuff and always like want to play with him have him do tag and all that stuff and then for him to not even be good quote unquote good enough for the truth of what actually is happening where the dead weight him and uh him and gilda and it's like oh shit he wants to be stronger uh -huh. and he forgives them essentially after punching them <laughs> after punching them he forgives them for not being honest mm -hmm. well um, uh, and i feel like you know at first it's like you know it doesn't feel like earned in a way but then like when i think about it going back to the uh, previous episode where like ray is trying to explain that the uh the merit doesn't outweigh the the dangers associated and it's like well of course you think that because you actually know what's going on but you're holding the entire truth from him so how is he supposed to be able to understand the weight of the situation properly because mm -hmm. then he's sitting at the table like what's going to happen are we going to be killed if we like screw up because that's why i was off doing what i was doing <laughs> was i going to get killed <laughs> yeah yeah um cosmo i have no way to pull up the your discord post but i saw i see it so I'll, we'll check it out uh, after i have no way to do it on this on this podcast thingy but um we find out ray will be the next one shipped out in january so we have like an essential essentially a deadline i guess um the way he talks about it with mom is kind of odd that he's like it's finally my day like does ray want to die <laughs> <laughs> like like we've we've talked about this before but like he's just kind of like over it does he just per be perceived to want to die or i is think he just... he's trying to like not give sure off a, a hopeful energy like kind of just a subdued energy because like they have machinations to escape before then and he's still trying to not let mom in on that maybe but do you think he he will say well okay i'm not gonna ask what you think my because you know my thinking i guess is like there's something inside of me very little that he wants to sacrifice himself for them that there's going to be something possibly at the end my 
better judgment here. I'm going to try and put on my little Sherlock, Sherlockian hat and say there's going to be a point in the future, in this in the ending, where Ray's going to have to sacrifice himself and he's going to be okay with it. Because, I don't know. He's already know. come to terms, maybe? Yeah, I think he's already come to terms with it. I think he's he's had the six years to figure out that this is the life that he lived, that he's going to live and he's kind of okay with it and he would rather die for his friends escaping than die for nothing so i think he somewhere in the end i think he's gonna sacrifice himself that's my biggest like possibly i want them all to live i want them all to escape i want everybody to go but i think ray's story could be a good story if he ends up sacrificing himself in the end and finally like putting to rest all this um the lies or or, or me the thinking not the yeah me, me thinking that he's deceiving somebody even though he's not deceiving somebody i still feel like he is mm-hmm. somewhere because he's still deceiving mom yes but like to the to the core group i still feel like he's deceiving somebody and i don't Double like that feeling status. yeah i don't like that feeling i want i want to be clean with him i want to be like he's a good guy mm-hmm. and i think the way that you do that to the audience is by making him sacrifice himself which would be kind of intense but it could be done that's just my off the head cannon got you and just off the side uh that he mentions how it's january for his shipment date so uh race capricorn just want to point that out oh, God. episode seven <laughs> <laughs> okay so the big the okay i just want to mention no, yeah, that yeah. the jump scare with crone was intense oh, yeah, yeah. they were just talking about her like oh yeah she's not gonna oh my god it was and the intense. show sets up that somebody's like there's a lot of shots and stuff showing kind of alluding to a presence just out of eye shot that's been focused on the kids and after this moment to me it's like that's been crone in all those moments like we've the camera's been where crone has been just like watching them just out of eye shot like the night when they told Gilda and Don about everything, and like Ray looks over his shoulder really quick, and there's like, there's nobody there around the corner. Crone was there. I tried like looking in the darkness. I was like, do I see? Do I see somebody? She's not no, there, but she's no. there. Yeah, yeah. Wait, Bubsy's a Capricorn. Bubsy and I are both Capricorns. There's a lot of Cap- <laughs> well, Kaylin's a Capricorn too. Though. Wait, really? I think so. Yeah. Uh, episode seven. Episode I'm a seven. Sagittarius living in a Capricorn world. <laughs> uh, what uh, happens in episode seven? They they set it up at the end that the Sister Crone wants to join forces. So what what happens from there? The kids uh, end up you know joining forces with Sister Crone after a little bit of discussion. Sister Crone basically plans to oust Mom using the kids as evidence that Isabel doesn't know how to run the house. Crone plans to become the new mom of the house in the process. The kids, however, are simply going along with Sister Crone's offer because they believe getting her out of the way is beneficial, along with any info that she might be able to give. After Emma and Norman meet with Crone in her room, Sister realizes the kids know more than they are letting on. She goes looking for evidence in their room during mealtime, only to find a trap that the kids had laid for her. Uh, Isabel meets with the sister at her room later with a letter from the HQ. 
Oh, and then that's how that episode ends? That's how that episode ends, okay. yes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I forgot to mention it, but yeah, there's a bit in the middle where uh, Ray meets with Mom, her giving him his like last reward, and it's a pol- Polaroid. Polaroid camera. Yes. That he's only seen in books that they don't have cameras. So he's only again, he's never been able to see a physical photograph. So he was fascinated by the phenomenon of photographs. He's so only ever have... seen pictures in books, but never like a photograph. To okay. To hold. Okay. I was gonna say there's no picture books in all those, they're all just words. That fucking sucks. <laughs> Um, so we get a lot of information at the beginning because Sister Crone is trying to show her hand to show that she's trustworthy because uh-huh. they're going to be working together. Um, she shows her that she she shows the the crew um, that she was also once one of them, an orphan in a farm, an orphan in some farm, which is kind of crazy uh, that they have she has a number on her as well, and that girls that are older than twelve uh, get the option to aim to become a mom. Uh, if they're only in high marks, if they're high on the, you know, on the tree, they're, they're, they give them the option that's like, hey, you could possibly become a mom someday. Yep. Here's, uh, would you like that? Mm-hmm. Would you like that life instead of dying in a feast or something? And she's talking about how, you know, I basically want to be able to live the best life possible for a human under these conditions. Like I have a chip in my body and if I leave the farms, I die. Um, so I want to be able to live the best life possible. And Emma's just like dis- absolutely disgusted. She is like not happy with sure. Sister Crone. Because I mean, I don't know. How would I feel in that situation too? Like, I really don't know. Okay, given Sister Crone's like I, I'm kind of okay with her being the way she is, which is really interesting because she's per- a bad person crazy yeah but and kind of crazy a little bit but like given what she said and 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 you know like some of the best bad guys or villains and stuff you you kind of relate to a little bit or you can at least understand where they're coming from best villains have relatable like you know things that have pushed them over the edge and stuff and i'm totally understanding of crone being like i've already made this choice and i there's nothing else I can do. There's nothing else other than die. Um, if I leave or die by some other hand, and I would rather have the best life that is possible for me, or at least that she knows. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, I don't know if they're if they're being honest with her. If, if she leaves, she dies, or she blows up, or whatever. Uh, I don't know if that's that's super truthful. So we don't know. They could just be decoys. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. It, it's giving like some. Truman Show vibes or whatever. Fair enough. Like, so I because I don't know. I yeah. in that situation, if I was in her situation, I would be like, "Do I even know this is real? Do I would, I would be very tempted one to test it, because why not? What else is there? Um, but then also very tempted if I was going to go the other way to do what she does. She does be the best." live the best life you can i guess so i i don't know where but i would at the be same, at the same time we see that like kind of her fatal flaw is the fact that she's kind of willing to act and do selfish things in order to get the things that she's driving for i guess sure and if it wasn't for her fatal flaws she may have 
we may have seen things work out differently for her than sure. they do in the show. Yeah. Uh, Kelly says, how could you not be crazy under the circumstances? Basically? Villains are not born. They are made. Yeah. Bro. So that's it. Yeah. We're making villains tonight. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's only after you live in a house up to age 12 and, you know, we like, uh, we see in the next episode a little bit of a flashback sequence that takes all us all the way through crones like uh being trained and mentally prepared uh to become a mom or a sister in this uh i don't even know what you'd call it training like a sure. uh, montage of sorts <laughs> that's that's an eight right that's an episode right yes okay i want to talk about it but uh bubsy Thank you for the 500 bits. Uh, Pride bits, by the way, may I add to the list summertime rendering. Happy Pride, by the way. Thank you so much for the 500 bits. If you would like to get an anime added to the list of anime here that are uh, thrown in by community members, you can do that uh, with 500 bits on the live show. And I'm so happy you picked that one. I've read the first volume. Oh, wow. It's so good. It's so that. good. Um, I definitely want to pick up the next couple volumes. I wanted to make sure I had the first one. I read it. Whoa. Okay. I'm excited. I have not seen the anime, though. But thank you, Bubsy. For yeah, thank you for bits. the 500 biddies. Yeah. So right, good. Biddies. So good. Um, hello, Queen. Hello. Hello. We're talking about uh, The Promised Neverland, episode five through eight. And we're talking about episode seven. We do this every week where we talk about different animes and we watch them together. Sister Crone, the whole conversation is beautiful, beautifully wild. The um, conversation with the kids in the forest or in her room? In her room. That combo goes crazy. That's in episode seven, though, right? Yes. I'm getting them. They're okay. both in episode seven. Episode seven is kind of like our, our Crone episode that goes from convo to convo to her snooping. Sure. Yeah. Um, Sister Crone deducing from all of this so good that of what norman and emma already know by their tells and by the way and i mean it for all we know it could have been super easy because it, they're children like mm -hmm. of course if you say if you say like i don't know something about a child's favorite animal or something they'll be like or something like oh that's your favorite animal it's like yeah okay or you know what i mean like it could have been super easy who knows but the way they presented it it made it seem like she was such a badass and it was like so crazy because they're trying to have this battle of wits. They're trying to have this battle of like, what do we know? What do we mm -hmm. want to know from this person? Because mm -hmm. she said, come to my room. I'll tell you everything just so you can believe me. And it's and like, she didn't ask any questions, No, but in reality, she learned more about them than they learned about her. Yeah. Bro. Yes. She, she that's the ultimate like defense there because she didn't need she knew that she would get information from them but she put the power in their hands yep. or, or the seeming power the the power the believed power she was like here you go you can answer me ask me anything whatever whatever they asked they asked her a little bit oh yeah here's the here's how i find you yeah you good you want to you want to know more what do you want you gotta go have we got you more ever stuff. been outside before no yeah. no and then they were surprised and she was like what did you think i was gonna lie just to just to just to tell you that what you wanted to hear mm -hmm. like, no 
it's so good (laughs) she she talks about the main point that she does talk about and gets them on is that she talks about the transmitters that are in their body and she gives them information a little bit and says yeah well i have something for my piercing yeah (gasps) am i being tracked um (laughs) she so she talks about it and gives them information that's like yeah it's behind your ear and uh the big thing is that they already knew that but they tell they the way they told was that they didn't do they anything. Didn't, they didn't try to feel for it. They, they didn't, didn't like look, feel for react, it, give a reaction, ask questions. They didn't really go further into it. So it's like she already knew that. A couple other things, and it's like she does the big reveal at the end, like oh, so you already know how to do it, and you already know how to get rid of the transmitters and break them. That's so interesting. And they're just stunned. Yeah. And I was like, oh my <laughs> god, this is so good. I loved it. So um, good. The whole interaction with Crone. But then, like, okay, we'll get to it in episode eight. But the whole interaction with Crone makes her so cool. I, I love this character as a bad person, but also possibly, who knows, was trying to actually do good because the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? Yep. Uh, they were they're both against Isabel. Isabella here. They're both against oh, okay. her because she wants to be the mom of this place. She wants to overtake her. But then the kids also want to escape. And she's she's told them already, hey, go ahead and escape. That's going to help me. That's yeah. going to help me out. I'll do, what do you want? But I'll tell also, you everything. Also, at the same time, if foiling their escape gives her an edge or gives her ground that she thinks she might get, she would totally take that opportunity. Sure. But it's still not necessarily my friend (laughs) yeah but then the way they they first shook hands on it was that they had something on them as well they had something on crone as well so it was like we're we're both we both have a double agent uh aspect to the groups so we can't give each other up or we would give ourselves up sure yeah the logic makes sense (laughs) the logic of it all makes sense it's so good (laughs) i love it all i love crone's all the stuff whatever whatever um ray being fascinated by the polar polar camera that was kind of interesting but also i knew it was i knew what it was immediately when he asked for a gift it was like this is what he needs it for something it's not just this um but he in mom's good graces uh you know she she, even she is like so your last reward a camera really (laughs) yeah like she's kind of just like what like why is that yeah about um, it and he's but just she like, gave it yeah, to him. i'm just i'm just fascinated by by photographs and she's just like watching him the whole time uh and then after the big thing i guess crone found a note which we still don't know what it's what's on it yeah we don't know what's on it yet right Even at the end of episode eight we still don't know what was on i don't know note. what's on it um there's some note that she found that could have been a ploy from the kids to get information to her or it could be it's, fake information i don't know it's what it's set up it that it's a trap from the kids because they know crone's gonna go snooping and they want yes. her to find something but not what they actually are hiding sure crone finds a note that she doesn't know what to do with that she doesn't show the audience but then later on she's given a note with a knife to is from isabella from headquarters and that's a different note. So there's two notes here. Mm-hmm. One from the kids. There's a note and the One letter. from grandma. Letter. Letter. Okay. There's a note and a letter from grandma. Um, 
with it. And then she gives him with a knife and says, Hey, grandma's going to be here. You're being promoted to mom in plant four. Get on out there. Okay. (laughs) Good luck. And then. Okay, cool. Well, I don't believe anybody what's going to happen. So episode eight, zero two, 1145. What happens in episode eight, Matt? Episode eight, we see Sister Crone meeting with Grandma at the gate. Crone attempts to out Isabel. However, it is revealed that the game has been rigged all along. Crone is relieved of duty. And we see her life play back in a slideshow before uh, with her final thoughts, her final breaths. She wishes uh, that the kids escape and destroy the world as it stands. The kids attempt to make their final uh, scouting run, and uh, Mom reveals to Ray that she has eliminated eliminated Crone and no longer has a need for Ray to be her lapdog. Mom locks Ray up before heading towards Norman and Emma on their scouting run. Mom snaps Emma's leg remarking that it was her refusal to give up that forced her to do that in addition to revealing that Norman has had his shipment date set for um, the very, very near future before their planned escape. Snapped leg, locked in a room, shipment date set. Crone dead. Crone dead. Relieved of duty. Relieved of duty. Um, bro, this episode went crazy. Elbows radio. Oh this my was, god. This is uh, this is the Isabella episode. This is she her goes going. off. This is her oh. going. All right, it's time for mom to step in. Honestly, <laughs> enough. Get enough games. You miss nice mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, yeah, she even tells the kids when she meets them in the forest, like, "Hey." This is we're done acting. This is just the caretaker and the kids that are growing up to be food. She said, They're "This is like... my <laughs> yeah." She said, "This is my first time talking to y'all without an act." Hello, yeah. nice to meet you. And the way that's, she says that. That's a fucking hard line, bro. Yeah. This is the first time we're meeting, bro. Here we are. We kn- I know what you know. You know what I know. Let's talk about some monster eating. You're getting, you're gonna be fed to to people to things, and it's so. Oh, such a badass line. Just be like, yo, this is first, yo, how's it going? This is me. So yeah. here we go. Enough of the facade. Let's go. And that's when it turns crazy. Because on the other side of it, we have grandma working with Isabella. Um, there was a flashback. I, th- From what I gathered, as an audience member that's seen it once, I think grandma was the one that trained Isabella oh, to really? be this. That's what I feel like because they did like some sort of flashback. They did one flashback with grandma. Why would they do it in these 12 episodes? Remember, what's 12 the point? Anime. 12 episodes of anime. What's Everything's the point of everything? Reason. Grandma showed somebody on the wall, a little girl, and it was her flashback back in the day. We know it was grandma. We don't know who the little girl was. I'm pretty sure the little girl was Isabella. That she, at one point, <laughs> Isabella wanted to escape and then she figured it out and she, or she helped. She helped make it so that nobody can escape. Who knows? Maybe Isabella was the one that the catalyst for making this harder to escape from. That's where mine's brain's going. 
Matt sips his drink. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I think it's Isabella that grandma trained in the beginning. Uh, but I guess we'll find out. Maybe, hopefully, in the last four episodes. That's what my mind went to. But grandma <clears throat> confronts Sister Crone. And it turns out that Isabella and grandma have been working together this entire time, trying to get Crone out. Um, it, it could be that it, uh, the way grandma puts it is that, you know, Isabella is a necessary pawn for me. Yes. And if you're being, um, if you're being a nuisance to her, that's going to become a nuisance to me, essentially. Because I also think grandma has some other motives too. Like everybody's shady here. Like she's mm-hmm. like, like, she, uh, then she leaves by saying, you know, may the farm have the best profits. May yeah. we offer the best plate at the Tafari. Tafari. Yeah. And it's so, like, yeah, everybody's is, motivated by something. What does that mean? Uh, like, is she just using Isabella until she can't anymore, too? Like, everybody's using each other. It's crazy. This anime is crazy. But in the end, ultimately, we get this huge flashback of of Crone's life, of mm-hmm. her rising through the ranks, of her getting the thing put into her chest, um, about her growing up, being learning how to fight, be good in battle, and all this stuff. And I'm, I'm curious if that's what all mothers have to go through um it shows her like in a like start off you know kind of youthful but it as she goes through more training it shows her aged and like it looks like you know she says that she's 26 to the kids when they ask about it so that means she probably trained for maybe a decade to do what she's doing yeah but does does isabella have that training too because we haven't seen her be extra intense like we've seen crone do since she's been there crone has been running and chasing until, everybody until she with one swift movement movement and one audio cue that causes my spine to shake every single time she snaps emma's leg in half sure or dislocates her leg whatever she does that's enough to just yo yeah i'm, I'm already more scared of her than anything sister crone did sure like that's that's intimidating sure that's great i love it um the audio is just so crunchy ah. <laughs> they do it with like celery right oh please they probably do it like that's oh what i'm saying God. with the yeah, foley no, work just, uh the foley work is just yeah cracking celery probably um we get in relation to celery breaking <laughs> it's just like uh that's gotta hurt so bad yeah for sure um no they snapped again (laughs) (laughs) okay uh can we do that one more time i (laughs) we need another take (laughs) oh i'm sorry the mic cap was on (laughs) uh steve was eating chips in the mic so uh that wasn't a good take we need another one um throughout the whole thing we're getting uh flashbacks of crone's life but then she is being sort of, we're showing we're being shown i love this little thing i don't know how to explain it there's so many words so many things i want to say about this they're showing her go through many different uh, emotions here and it goes along with her training sort of um in the flashbacks where it's like she's scared she doesn't know what's going on but then as it's going further she's kind of taking control of it as much as she can and that's how it shows in her flashbacks as they keep showing her like get better at things and it's like oh she can fight like i didn't know to what extent she could fight and then they show her like fighting people and it's like oh okay she might have a chance here and then she starts 
possibly having a chance in her fight in the real world, like right now. And I was like, that's so beautifully done. I love that. I was like, oh, it's sort of just paralleling all the emotions that she's going through and then she, that she's gone through in her life. And it's like in this one, I don't know, this one moment at the end of her life. It's just Ultimately, really poetic. Being able to even, you know, even though it's a very rough situation in both hands kind of almost come to a compromise emotionally where all the emotions taken out of her face by the end of her training and her emotional state by the end of it is like whatever but you kids better run better run better take this chance (laughs) so i wanted crone to live at the end in by the, the end these, of it, yeah, yeah these, I feel bad for her for sure. In these past couple episodes, I was like, man, that could have been really cool. That could have been a cool stuff. But then I was like, what? What does Crone's death represent? We see the flowers as usual. We see how they kill them or eat them or preserve them or I don't even know what it is. I don't know yet. But flowers, they put the flowers in them, do something, um, and then she's you see the life go from her eyes and mm-hmm. um what does her death represent what is it does it show i guess for i guess for everybody it could be different like does it show like what that pathway could lead to that you're still ultimately not ever going to be good enough and you're not going to reach what you want like that's the nihilistic side of it or is it like that this whole society is still fucked up like i think that's the ultimate thing as well like this this sucks for everybody involved this is not just the kids i think crone is like she when she when she's introduced um and we see crone with isabella behind closed doors for the first time she starts to like bootlick isabella for lack of a better term um she is like you know praising her for you know oh my god i've heard you've done this you're you're this you're this you're this and isabella's just like cut the bs like you know you're here for a job this is what you're supposed to do and throughout the entire thing even though isabella's like trying to keep you know a rap and is very clear with what crone is there for crone the entire time has been trying to make you know machinations to out isabel knowing the fact that she's this pinnacle of the work that she's supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. and in a world where there are rules and regulations but at the end of the day only profit matters you kind of need to you need to be careful on who you're willing to put a knife in whose back because like we've seen somebody is a pawn to somebody else yeah sometimes that person that's using that person as a pawn doesn't want their piece to be taken off the board you are not a net you are not a sufficient replacement right that's kind of what the show is trying to do with her i think is like you know isabella is not in somebody that's going to be replaced basically you can't just get rid of isabella and crone is supposed to represent somebody that would try to sure somebody that could have possibly gotten really close to it like somebody that <clears throat> was a formidable person that could have gotten there that they had with just a little bit more time they could have gotten some evidence towards her and how bad she's doing or whatever um because she's let kids know and they're still alive or whatever but when you're just a pawn on the board you can't be trying to make big moves <laughs> sure yes let's like yeah but crone didn't think 
that way. Yeah, Crone didn't, Crone, see, her Crone didn't see herself as a pawn and she didn't see Isabella as a pawn. She didn't see yeah. it as a game until she realized it was a game that was rigged from the start. Until she it was thought, too late. Yeah. And it was over. And the game was she didn't realize she lost until the game was over, which is mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Um, Isabella ends up firing Ray, locks him up in the room and says, I'm coming back and you're not gonna stop me. Okay, cool. Isabella goes towards Emma and Norman. Uh, the whole thing happens, and then now Norman's gonna be shipped, and now all the the main crew are disarrayed, and uh, we don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what's on the note. Still want to know what was there. Um, still don't know what they're actually doing to the humans because now I'm confused. Are they? I mean, they're dying, I guess. Or are they being fed? They're they're saying they're being fed. Are they their life force taken? What's the flowers about? I have all these questions. Pretty cool. A lot of questions. <clears throat> um, um, at this point, too, with uh, the reveal of Norman uh, having a shipment date, we also get the uh, the non-tell, but it's there that uh, Mom has been withholding information from Ray because she told Ray that there is no shipment next month. You are the next shipment in January. Oh, nor- like, then the next day yeah Yeah, the next day oh yeah norman by the way your shipment date's been set and it's next week i yeah okay i just thought that was mom and grandma working together to try and get some of the knowledge kids out i thought she had like finagled something for that it it could be that or she could be keeping more likely she could be keeping stuff from ray and just kind of fucking with them in that in that um scene where they're in the infirmary and Ray's like she's like telling Ray about his set date and he's like you were saying a uh, kind of oh yeah cool like I can't wait you know sure finally time um she kind of gives him a side eye in a moment in one of those moments and I feel like that's kind of yeah her you know acknowledging her half truth yeah exactly hmm. um that she's up to something in that scene yeah and I think that's her planting that seed that we see, you know, grow in, in this scene where she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, Norman, your shipment date set. And Ray's like, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I know that? Um, there, there's yeah. also the question about who William Minerva is with the book yes. and Morse code book stuff. So next week, we're going to be discussing episode nine through twelve. 9 through 12 of the Promised Neverland, the last episodes of the whole show. Crazy. <clears throat> um, so I know I know you gave us your uh your number one um uh what prediction regarding sure. like Ray potentially having to become sacrificial yeah. lamb. <clears throat> what's what's your take on Emma's leg right now? Has that if they're planning to escape and they've been like practicing with tag, if Emma has a snap and we leg, have a week. <clears throat> until norman ships out how how is emma supposed to get around that hurdle um kelly said walk it off true <laughs> true just walk it off it's a flesh wound um hmm i don't know haven't thought about that because that is a pretty fatal hero hero trait you know what i mean the, they have the literal achilles heel here of her leg and she needs to run and she needs to get out um they all need to run they're running away 
I my mom have said a feeling a week it's before gonna... your plan to run away. I'm taking away your leg. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be something that we're not going to think of that's going to be super outlandish to where. Do you think we're going to have to suspend disbelief for it? Is that what you're going getting? No, at? no, 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 no. I think it's going to be super believable because okay. that's what it's shown me here this whole time. I think that they're going to have to do something to mom. I think they're going to have to think differently now. They're going to have to change their entire plan. I can't, we can't run away. We can't do this. How do we get transportation out of here? We do something to get the other things to come here so that we can use their transportation out of here. We kill mom. <laughs> we kill, we figure out how to get all the kids to kill Isabella to get her tracking device to go off, to get all the, to get demons or grandma, whoever to come over so that they can sneak out around them. I think that's something so outlandish that they might bring up because nobody was thinking that, which is so intense. So I think somehow they can't leave, they can't run, they can't beat anybody, but they can outsmart them maybe and maybe get mom to send for something or send for i don't know i don't know there's another there's a bunch of kids i think they can use their power of the population to overrun this person to figure okay. it out uh, that's super out there but i i don't see any other way i don't see yeah. another way mm -hmm. i don't know how um so yeah i haven't seen the show I hope people are watching it with us. So uh, The Promised Neverland, episode 9 through 12 next week. Watch it during the week, and then we come back here and discuss it. If you're watching this on Spotify or YouTube, thank you so much. Hit that like button or subscribe. Uh, follow here on Twitter, Twitch, because we are... Um, well, actually, I'm streaming on Twitter, too, so that's kind of cool. But join the Discord uh, so we can talk about it during the week. And then next week, we're going to pick a new anime. So shout out to Bubsy. We're going to add um summertime, summertime rendering summertime rendering and i do not want to say anything about the anime because it's so wild um well i've only read the manga i haven't read the anime but we have a bunch of different uh suggestions here from you you can do that during the live show on thursdays uh, fridays uh 500 bits gets you something added to there and then we pick it out of the chest and then we rate the anime at the end so next week we're gonna put the promise neverland up here somewhere we've seen some as tiers lately uh all these anime we've already watched on the show and we're gonna put the promise neverland somewhere up here and uh yeah oh, we're yeah, gonna rate it somewhere it'll be somewhere we'll see i mean they gotta follow through hey I love it so far. They could completely shit on the ending. I don't know. We'll this see. is this is a show that will like at least this first season. Like as I'm watching it up to this point um, on initial viewing, it's definitely like, how are we right here with these characters in this situation when the ep when this season's supposed to be resolved in four episodes? Like, yeah, that's where I, that's where I was at. Where it's like, there's only four episodes left. Like, what's yeah. going on? There's still a lot what's to gonna do. Happen? A lot of ends to be tied exactly i don't know if we have time yep um but yeah matt where can they find you when you're not talking about the promised neverland when we're not talking about all the animes you can find me on my twitch at matt underscore galley uh you could also follow me on other socials at it's matt underscore galley and when we're not here talking about the promised neverlands where can the people find you 
uh, here on Twitch, playing Overwatch, probably probably some Diablo, uh, twitch.tv slash Jules the Human. Uh, on Twitter, Jules the Human. On the YouTube as well, youtube.com slash Jules the Human, J-U-L-E-S, the Human. On all social media, um, you can watch this show. If you missed any of it, you can watch this show on YouTube the day after it comes out, on the live, and on Spotify. So if you have Spotify, you can watch the video. You can see us on your Spotify app, which is pretty cool, uh, and any other app uh that plays podcasts but that's where you can watch this all the things go follow go find us go follow us and uh next week we'll be discussing episode 9 through 12 the end of the promised neverland and picking a new anime new anime we'll see you next time 